Hello there. You have just clicked into a very special bonus episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast. You're very welcome along. So just last Friday, I sat down with financial advisor Eddie Hobbs for what turned out to be a truly fascinating interview for a number of reasons. And that interview will be played in full on the next episode of the podcast. But during the conversation, Eddie spent a bit of time talking about Vladimir Putin, would you believe? Uh, what is driving his invasion of the Ukraine, the historical context, etc., and what he believes is going to take to stop it. Now, it turns out that Eddie isn't just shooting from the hip. It turns out that he knows a lot about Russia. He, his children are all from Russia, where he adopted them. He has been there many, many, many times, um, told me some very interesting um, stories about being in the family courts in Russia. On top of that, he is also an avid student of military history, uh, and he's been in the Ukraine and into Russia and back to Ukraine again. So with all of that, Eddie Hobbs has a unique and interesting take on this very concerning uh, issue. So we've taken that little part of the chat and packaged it up for you in this special bonus episode. The whole Putin discussion began when uh, George Hook phones in to talk to Eddie about cancel culture. So let's jump right in there. Right. Very good. Um, there's another caller on the line. Um, do you know George Hook? <laughs> Say hello. He's on the line. You think he's in Fox Rock Golf Club? Say hello to him. They have no props. Say hello to him. Hi, hi, George. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing, Eddie? I'm absolutely loving this conversation. Stick it to news talk. It's never been the same since they lost the hooky. Eddie, I'm out here and I have... How you doing, by the way? <laughs> I'm fine, yeah. George. I'm out here. I have a lovely little pension pot that I've saved up over the years. Looking forward to splurging it soon. But listen... um. I've joined, I've set up a little men's shed for people in the media who've been cancelled. <laughs> like yourself, Kevin Myers and myself, Johnny Waters. You know Johnny Waters. And Ivan Yates, we have a few scoops every Thursday at the men's shed. And we stick it to the woke Do <laughs> You fancy joining us at some stage, Johnny? No chance. Although I would make a serious point, if I may. Yeah. Uh, and that was, I thought, Wait, I to, thought, to me? no, no, to, yes, to, 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 Mario. no, yeah, to Mario, yeah. And that's well, that. Fuck that, Daddy, good luck. I thought that the, um, I thought that the behaviour towards uh, Kevin Myers was reprehensible. Yeah. Reprehensible. I, about the Sunday Times. Yeah. No. I thought that just the whole treatment. One of, of the him. things, one of the I things mean, you would say. he won his legal case and it wasn't even reported properly, you know. No, and one of the things you would say about Kevin Myers is, considering it was a, a, a um, considering it, the issue concerned Jews and his, his comments, it is well known that Kevin Myers is one of the greatest defenders mm. of, of, of Jews um, that this country has seen. I think his problem was that uh, by the time he got out of bed in the morning, it was all over. He was cancelled. You know, yeah. it was all over the world. I think um, uh, the uh, what's her name, the Harry Potter author, had kind of forwarded it onto her her tribe, and that was the end. It was all over. You know. Mm. Do you worry about being in that firing line? No, 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 no. You said that very clearly to no, me. No, no. I want to be quite clear on that point. God help anybody who tries to cancel me. Right, I can't be cancelled. I run my own company. I mean, I, I, I'm my own employer. Mm. Right, I have my own client base. Mm. I've had it for thirty years. I'm, I'm. It's not that I'm bulletproof from a cancel no. perspective, but when it has, when it has been attempted before, right, I just tell people to get stuffed and put the run on them. And within twenty four hours, they're off running at some other target. It's just a flash mob of bullshit. 
that comes up on social media and it has it has no real roots or legs. It's just fury and anger and bollocks. Mm. So that's my mental attitude towards them. Mm. Yeah, you gave it to full Roy Keane there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I grew up with characters like Roy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I often, um, I was used to say on the radio show that I used to do, um, I used to go, who's going to be the first corporation to go, you know what? Fuck off. Yeah. And that's when I think the tide will turn. So, for example, when you hear, oh, a fella in Coca-Cola said something 10 years ago on Twitter that might have been to do with ten, and Coca-Cola has to cancel him, right? Mm. Or, or fire him. But you know what, Mario? But when is the first time Coca-Cola are one of those going to go, you know what? Fuck off. Well, I think we could be close enough to it because um, what's happened in recent times uh, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine is that you know, that's really crashed in on the sermon of 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 all of that stuff. And it's it's brought people back to real stuff. If you think about Maslow's famous pyramid of needs, we're down now to food, security, shelter, warmth, and and away from all of that other stuff at the top of the pyramid that is, is still very important. But 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 right now, Europe is facing potentially an existential crisis if you play out the possible uh, long-term strategy that Putin has in mind for Europe. Yeah, what does Putin want? Uh, well, firstly, you know you're a fan of military history. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so so sorry, this isn't co- well, coming from nowhere. You are a student of well, military I've also, history. I've been to Russia many times. Yeah, have and you? and uh, yeah, I've Russian children, and. Yeah. I have Russian Sorry, I didn't children. know that, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I, I've been to the area. I've been I've been around that area as well, by the way, uh, over the Ukrainian border in southern Russia. I know it quite well. And I know the flatland that okay. run all the ways up into Moscow. Right? And I have Russian friends and I know Russian history. And uh, 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 and and I'm of the view that, uh, that you know, there is a cultural... Um, uh, I won't say there's a deep cultural um, feeling of unfairness that the actual um, German the Nazis were stopped not by the forces of the West. Yeah. We came in in a mop up operation. It was all they did. Great it. They tra- bared the twenty million dead. It wasn't just that. Like the hardest troops of the in the in the German army were on the Eastern Front, and um, and and they they they, they bled them, mm. you know. And uh, and the turning point was Stalingrad, and then of course Kursk. But Stalingrad was really a huge turning point for humanity because it actually started, for the first time ever, it really inflicted a massive defeat on uh, what seemed to have been an unstoppable machine at the time. And um, um, so, so, so the Russians have this view that, um, and then of course the USSR collapsed, you know, whatever it was, 30 or 40 years later, as we all know, and it shrank. Now, there is this binary view, I think, that uh, what Putin wants is he wants to re-establish the USSR. I don't believe that at all. What I does think. he want then? Well, I think what he wants is that he wants to, he's, if you give me a minute and maybe kind of try to lay it out what, what I think may be his viewpoint. By the way, my, my thinking on all of this is influenced by people that I go to experts, I go to geopolitical experts and I ask them and I get briefings from them. And then that's what informs my opinion, you know. So, um, um I think that what his game plan is, is that I don't think Ukraine is, I think Ukraine is just the opening position. 
Uh, he's trying to create obviously buffer states around the around around him. He wants to be the the most powerful force on the European continent. He he certainly is the most powerful military, and he's prepared and willing to to use it, which is very different from the West from Western Europe. Um, he he sees his 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 methodology as uh, destabilizing um, democracies because the weak spot in democracies is their liberal democracies. And what he fears most is exactly what Jinping fears the most, which is liberal democracy. Freedoms, people adopting the idea of liberal freedoms as part of their day-to-day lives. That terrifies anybody who's a dictator because it means they lose control. And um, and when they lose control, then they have to face their own enemies internally. So just to be clear, like he has his own enemies yes. internally, right? So, and he must win. And he, Yeah, he's like Macbeth now. He's, he's in the river of blood. He has to keep going forward mm. and he has to see it out. And, and so what is seeing it out look like? And I think that what he's going to do, he's certainly going to target Serbia as bringing them closer. I don't mean militarily. I mean, bringing them closer to the, to the, to the Russian sphere. I think he's going to um, tr- try to destabilize the uh, Baltics by appealing, especially in Estonia, to the uh, Russian ethnic population in Estonia. They have, reth- uh, they have significant ethnic populations in Latvia and Lithuania as well. Part of one of those countries is actually Russian territory. Uh, so I think he's going to do that, but from afar, not go in, not military invention. What happens is he's going to appeal to the far-right nationalists uh, throughout European countries, and, to tr- and he will finance them. And he will promote the idea of them growing their electoral power through the democratic system, which he sees as a weakness of the West. And I think that uh, he's going to encourage uh, Turkey to, you know, create more, more uh, the ideas of um, taking a bit of Syria, uh, you know, going taking on some of the old Ottoman ground. But really where his, his big bullseye in his mind, when he's, at, when he, when he's dreaming uh, at night, of the of the ultimate glory step, I think that what he's targeting is Germany. That his his real destination is the growing of the right right wing nationalists in Germany again to destabilize Germany, and and the weapon he's going to do all this with is energy. If if energy prices in Europe go to a point where where citizens are saying we can't heat, we can't eat, we we can't drive our cars, and Russia is saying well. You want the gas, we're prepared to do a deal. But these are the conditions. What are the conditions? Well, the conditions will be, you know, you 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 you, you basically remove the restrictions and uh, you, 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 you form alliances. Well, I think his plan is he wants to try and peel away certain territories within certain countries, right? So the ultimate thing for him is that an ethnic Russian population says, come in, please, quick, we need help. Or even better still, some of the citizens are beginning to listen to the far right being grown in their own country and they're beginning to become far more nationalist and especially anti-Muslims, anti-Islamic stuff, pro-Christian, all this conservative stuff. The reason why he's um, he's been so pally with Trump is that Trump is the ideal person for him in the United States because it could destabilise the United States and, and, and did. Remember, we're only, we're not too far off an attack on Capitol Hill. So, um, so these are the, these are the economic nationalists. Now, I'm not just saying that in hindsight. I went out and did something about Trump in 2018. Uh, I went down to Ocean Studios for two days, had great fun with Wayne Sheehy and, uh, and, uh, and, and a couple of musicians. And we produced a version of the Langer song. 
uh, in anticipation that Trump was going to come over here for the midterm elections. And it was, you know, you know the Langer song, I'd say, you sing, sing it forward and back, but uh, with, the, with the words rewritten for the, for the time. Mm. And, and that song is all about economic nationalism, the danger of economic nationalism. So that Trump's, Trump's plan is to make America isolationist. So if he does that, if you, can you imagine what would be happening today? Trump, by the way, just cheered on uh, his good old pal um, Putin mm. for going into the Ukraine. Can you imagine if, if Trump was the current sitting US president? Mm. Do you think NATO would be reinforcing itself along the border? Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Mm. Uh, and, uh, well, they, they'd have to pay, the, pay him first. He'd nearly... Well, well you see... that <laughs> He wanted not, money up front. Yeah, but it, wasn't, it was more than that. He just, he's, he's isolationist. He doesn't want America involved in these things. He wants to make them more isolated, more about themselves and yeah. less about the external world and basically seed grown then to what are totalitarian regimes yeah. in, in Russia and in China. And uh, and this is very, this is particularly dangerous, which brings us back to the point you were making about the, the um, let's call it the wokeism. Uh, well, like wokeism got a real wake up call, you know, when the Russian tanks, I don't mean the Ukrainians, I mean when, I mean globally, got a real wake up call when for the first time uh, in, in, in many generations, uh, a, 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 you know, a nuclear arm, nuclear armed army went over the border into a democratic country. Now, there's problems in the Ukraine. I accept all that. And there's far right there as well. And he's using that as a kind of a cover for it and went went across. And what have we done? We've talked and talked and talked. And we're very good at talking in the West. It's really exposed NATO and the West, unfortunately, as being out of coordination. And I think his his plan is he, he would like to see the EU shrink. He'd like to destabilize the EU, see it much smaller, and have the EU as with France at the centre of the EU and Germany kind of half in and half out, ideally split. Uh, he's going to try and appeal, especially to the eastern side of the German population. I think you will see all this unfold. Now, will he get his way? The answer is well, that's up to us in the West, isn't it? It's going to be up to uh, what we're going to do. But I mean, it, it creates real significant questions for us about Europe becoming more federalised and whether there's going to be a European uh, military force to counterbalance what we've just seen. These are huge questions. Mm. I humiliated uh, Macron, quite deliberately humiliated him, lied to him, lied to all of us, made fools of us. All of that is strategy. The idea that this guy is some kind of rational player and and that all this was, you know, something that he's done, he's done because he's wrong for so long and he's, he's lost his sense and he's in a bubble is a load of nonsense. This is well thought out, well planned in advance, and it's part of a longer term strategy. You know, which is why he has an alliance now with China. Very interesting, Eddie. And also the Eastern Euro- or the Eastern German thing that you mentioned. I mean, he worked as a KGB agent in Eastern Germany yeah. um, f- when he was younger as well, which makes that interesting. He did, yeah. But I mean, he's doing it uh, in his own head for his own reasons. Uh, I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what the internal opposition is going to be like in Russia to what he's doing, because that seems to be an interesting development. Um, but it, and it's it's early days. But I mean, the if people think that this Ukraine thing is oh, it's miles away and it really won't mm. affect us, and our sure our electricity prices will go up like wake up, mm. you know, don't go to sleep this time because we went to sleep during the pandemic and we didn't ask the right questions. We should be now asking the questions. And if I make this just last comment, um, like for me, you know, that's my view. And the way we tease all these things out is we have healthy, open public debate with opposing arguments, well, well, you know, well, well chaired wherever we have them. In and, goodwill, and in good in faith. Goodwill. And <clears throat> let's just talk, mm. right? Yeah. And and engage yeah. uh, and, and stop the hate 
and bile and nonsense because it doesn't add anything to the collective intelligence of, 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 of the public debate. Understood. Well said, Eddie. That's it. It's just a small package. I found that fascinating. I hope you did too. The full chat with Eddie will be in the next episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast. Make sure you tune into that because I can assure you, Eddie pulls no punches. Catch you soon. Talk to you later.